Hello everyone, welcome back to Tversky Tuesdays. I am your host, Hanani Abraham. We are starting episode 19. We are on page 53 in happiness and the human spirit and the spirituality of becoming the best we can be. Last episode we were talking about the concept of patience on how sometimes people are at a haste to go nowhere. And we brought a little comic strip from Charles Schultz and Charlie Brown and his sister that was very, very apropos and was able to explain the scenario while we were talking about. Now, continuing on page 53, good for the body. An upholsterer who was refurbishing the chairs in the waiting room of the cardiology office asked, What kind of doctors are you? One of the cardiologists said. We are heart doctors. Why do you ask? It's a funny thing, the upholsterer said. Your chairs are worn out only at the very front. Looking at the chairs, the doctors realized that their patients did not sit back on the full chair. Rather, they sat at the very edge of the chair, ready to jump up the moment they were called. This might not have been so oppressive if not for the fact that many had to wait for an hour or more for the doctor, yet the entire time they sat on the very edge of their chair. Doctors Friedman and Roseman then began their investigation about personality types that were particularly vulnerable to develop heart disease. They found that the major features of what they termed type A personality was that these people were always on the move, had a strong sense of urgency, operated under pressure of time, checked their watches more free, more frequently, and were very irritable and impatient with anyone or anything that interfered with what they were doing. In other words, being impatient is tough on the human body. Who knows how much healthier we could be, we would all be, if we increase our ability to practice patience. Patience can even literally save your life. You're reclining on the couch and your phone rings. You jump up to answer the phone and you feel dizzy, grabbing onto something to keep from falling. Here's what happened. While you were lying down, your heart was pumping blood to your head horizontally. When you jumped up, your heart had to pump against gravity and your brain was momentarily deprived from blood. This can even cause a mini-stroke. Being patient and getting up slowly, allowing the phone to ring a few more times, can be life-saving. Now, I don't think Dr. Torsky was writing about today's day and age, where we don't get up to the phone because we have it literally on us as we're on the couch. But I think this concept is a great one to realize that taking things slowly can really bring a sense of calmness, and can change the entire atmosphere in the room. Technology has developed wonderful mechanisms. Not-so-wonderful mechanisms are the recorded message, messages, press 1, and various numbers after that. And finally, please hold for the next available agent. Think of Susan, who was trying to wrap up some things at the office in order to make a flight. When she called to check the departure times, she slammed down the receiver after pushing more buttons than the cheek account, waiting three long minutes. If she had waited just a bit longer, she would have found out that her flight had been delayed two hours. Patience would have given her some much-needed time to complete her work and would have reduced the stress 
on her overloaded mind. Our minds have been programmed since childhood to respond in certain ways, and if something sets the program in action, we may respond automatically and later regret it. For example, if an overly strict parent has sensitized your criticism, any criticism may trigger an anger response. If your employer criticizes you, your automatic response may cost you your job. If you develop patience, you may delay a response until you can think through whether or not it is wise to actually respond. It is hard to gain mental clarity under pressure. Patience, on the other hand, allows your internal wisdom time to come to the surface. So there are two things here that I want to point out of how this can be beneficial. Um, in the therapy that I practice a lot called DBT therapy, there is a book by Cedar Coons, which I mentioned before. And we even talked about this in an earlier episode of the concept of the pause on how the pause can bring about a sense of tranquility to a person that gets them in control of the situation as much as possible, and rather than being slaves to the moment. And what that does is, by creating a sense of getting in control, it can change the outcome. When it comes to parenting, part two of this, I think it's important to realize, to have a reaction to either other parents making comments to us, or kids saying something to us, I had recently with one of my kids saying what really was a terrible thing for them to say to me, of wishing really, really bad stuff. I'm not going to say what they said, but the concept of, I wish something really bad happened to you. Now, for any six-year-old to say something like that, it's like, are you serious? Get out of here. Like, go to your room. Time out. You're punished. No Shabbos party. No tablet time. Early curfew. Whatever it is that we might want to do to, our, to our, our child. But really what's happening is in that situation, if we realize the child is frustrated about something and they're saying something to you, what is that underlying thing that they're saying? Well, that's for us to find out. And if we take a second, we can see, okay, there's something else going on over here. And there's so much that could be saved that it's almost... It could ruin the, one of the most important relationships of all time, the relationship between parent and child. It could ruin how they would be viewed just based on waiting or not waiting a second. So that pause, that having patience can go so far. First, finishing up the chapter over here, good for the spirit. I was late for my dental appointment, says Dr. Torsky. As I drove up into the multi-level parking lot, there were two cars ahead of me looking for a parking space, and the lead car was crawling at a snail's pace. The guy in front of me was blasting his horn, and I was tempted to do likewise to get the lead car to move on. However, I reasoned that there was no need to add to the cockapony. As the lead car swung around the corner, I noticed the handicap symbol on the license plate. I was so happy that I was patient enough not to add to the driver's misery. There is truth to the saying, haste makes waste. We may discover that, had we been more patient, we would have gotten a better deal. Far more important than a better deal is that, by being patient, we will not have to regret having said words that we cannot retrieve. How true is that? We've been in situations of saying things or doing things that we did not want to do. 
really the moment got the better of us. But that's where we're saying haste makes waste. The spirituality of being patient is very beneficial to the condition of our spirit and a key to our level of happiness. So just to go through um, a little bit of what we've been talking about over here in chapter 6. We've been talking about the ability to be patient and the importance of how that can be beneficial and showing the control that we have, most importantly with ourselves, let alone with our children and our spouses and our peers and our colleagues and our bosses and what that can save us of just being a little more patient. I think the world can do a little bit more with one less road rage video, a little bit more of a better relationship between child and son, between, between child and parent. And by the way, child and parent is not necessarily a middle-aged man with their nine-year-old daughter. It's also with that 65, 70-year-old man with their 35, 40-year-old daughter and how they parent. That 40-year-old uh, mid, mid-life crisis aged, aged adult doesn't want to hear from their parents how they should be parenting their child. And meanwhile, what they might have missed while they were sending that email that had to go out right away is that their child said the words, I love you, and the mother missed it completely. And all the grandfather, the father was doing in the stage, was saying to his daughter, hey, do you know what your daughter just told you? And instead the mother blows up and goes saying, give me a second, I have to, I have to do something so, so important over here. And she missed a vital point to sort of feel something amazing from their child. That's basically what chapter 6 has been talking about. The next time we meet, we will be on page 56, and we will be talking about the ability to make the most out of circumstances, and talking about being the best we can be. Thank you so much again for joining me on this podcast. This has started to have a real impact personally for me and getting some feedback from others and how they are enjoying this. I've gotten some little critiques here and there from people of what they would like to see more of, some maybe even less of, how to be a little more professional in my delivery and in my recordings. Anyone that has any ideas, questions, concerns, critiques, or comments, or even ideas, please email me at koshercounseling at gmail.com.